It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. The Washington Wizards have rumored interest in signing a point guard this offseason. We're going to get into that in some pre-draft workout quotes and how some workouts went. We're going to get into that. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-Triple-O-F-L-A-T-T. Um, so today I want to get into the Wizards have rumored interest in the point guard Shane Larkin. Also want to get into some pre-draft workouts. Johnny Davis has worked out with the Washington Wizards. I just want to talk about I got there's some quotes uh, from NBC Sports Washington and various uh, Washington Wizards beat reporters that I want to go over that I thought stood out. Um, also, the Wizards will be working out Tari Eason from LSU on Monday. So stay tuned um, for that. I think he's a good player out of LSU. High energy. He is a dog. So he fits that box. He checks the box on that end. Has a long wingspan, a very good defender. Had a good wingspan, had a good combine as far as measurements. So I'll probably talk about Tari Eason tomorrow after we hear more about his workout. Um, and uh, Johnny Davis, talk about him a little bit later on. Um, but I do want to get into the Wizards uh, having rumored interest in uh, point guard Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin, if you didn't know who he was, he, he did play for Miami University. Um, just looking at some of his accolades, um, you know, he doesn't fit the box. He doesn't check the box, you know, as Bradley Bill said on NBC Sports Washington in the postgame. He said that they want taller guards. Uh, Shane Larkin comes in at six feet. 175 pounds, um, probably similar to the body type of a Hao Neto or body type of an Ishmael. So doesn't check that box. Does he check the box of being a dog? Um, sure, I would definitely say that. Um, out of Miami, 20, he's 29 years old, born in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, played for Miami University. He was all ACC and, and the ACC player of the year in 2013, was a former first-round pick. And I think Tommy Shepard, he, he's drafted in 2013. He was the 18th pick. In 2013, his NBA career didn't pan out the way, you know, for a first round pick, but he played for the Mavericks in 2014, played for the Texas Legends G League team, the G League team. Then he played for the Knicks in 2014, 2015. Then he played for the Nets in 2016. And then he went overseas for 2017 and played for Boss Kania. And then he came back to the NBA in 2018, played with the Celtics. And then ever since 2018, he's played, he's played for, I'm probably butchering the name of this raw, this team, Anadolu Effies. And he's a two-time EuroLeague champion, all-EuroLeague first team, all-EuroLeague second team in 2021, was in the EuroLeague 50-40-90 club. So this potential signing, so and I'll say the source, the source who um, said that the Wizards are interested, his name is Donatus Yerbonis. He is a senior staff writer 
um, for some some uh, for a basket news. So he came up with this news. Multiple sources have said this. So where there's smoke, there's fire. I think there's a lot of truth to this. Tommy Shepard, you see the move that he made with Anthony Gill, um, signing him from overseas. That was a low veteran minimum signing. But the thing is, with Shane Larkin, uh, per basket news sources, Shane Larkin made around $3.2 million per year with Andrew Lou Effis. Now, he said that he wants to make that, if you read the article, and I'll read a little bit of the article, he has said, he's quoted to say that he wants to make around that same amount of money. If For him to come back to the NBA, he has to make around that same amount of money, and he has to be guaranteed a role to get playing time. He does not want to come back to be a third-string guy. So this is the quote from the article. This is from uh, Larkin said to fans cited in 2020. He said, quote, I will not go back to the NBA as a third point guard, end quote. So we, right now, we only have one point guard under contract right now. That's Ishmael Smith, and it's not even a fully uh, guaranteed contract. It's about $4.7 million. Um, they, the, it's a team option. The Wizards can decline the option for Ish Smith if they want to, or they can pick up the option and bring him back. Sadaransky, that's another point guard that is a free agent. Hollow Neto's a free agent. He's not really a point guard. Hollow Neto's a, a, he's a he's a shooting guard in a six foot six foot tall guy's body. You know he's under he's an undersized shooting guard that is a shoot first get to the basket uh, guard. He's a combo guard in a six feet six foot tall body. Uh, I like Hollow Neto, but you know this just that's the position where he thrives at is scoring. That's that's the skill he's, that he thrives at. Ishmael Smith. Another undersized guard, but he comes in and does things very well. He gets guys open shots. He sets guys up, pushes the pace. Him and Gaffer had good chemistry this year, pick and rolling. Um, thought he had good chemistry with Porzingis. Sato played really well towards the end of the year, too. I thought the Wizards played better defensively, and the offense looked a lot better with Sato running the running the point. His, his chemistry with Porzingis and other guys as well. Um, but what does that mean? Bringing in Shane Larkin definitely brings up some question marks for some other guys on the roster, especially at the point guard position. Um, you look at Sato, Sato is getting offers from Barcelona and there are some good offers because they know, they know what, what Sato can make in the NBA. So they have to match that salary and they're going to guarantee him to be more of a vocal point of the team where, you know, Sato knows that Tommy Shepard is looking for a point guard to start next year. Maybe Sato might be guaranteed a starting spot overseas and be making the same amount of money that he, he could get in the NBA or even more. So Tommy Shepard's in a he's in a tough spot, not just for the starting point guard, but he's in a bind somewhat or a competition for the backup point guard spot. You know, bringing a Shane Larkin is an indication that, hey, we believe that Shane Larkin can come in and be a backup point guard. So um, I do want to get into some more numbers and accolades from Shane Larkin and what he can bring to the roster, too. Uh, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I was wrong about the Warriors-Celtics game. Uh, game one, I picked the, the Warriors to win. They ended up losing that game. Al Horford went crazy. So once again, I'm wrong, but I have the, I have the Warriors winning um, game two against the Celtics. Right now I'm recording during the game, so I'm going to pull up the ESPN app here and see what the score is. So the Celtics are winning 37-35, to 35, second quarter, seven minutes left to go in the second quarter. Um, but personally, I, I think the Warriors are going to win. I think the, I got the Warriors winning this series. So you can hold me to it, hold my word to it. So if you are taking betting advice, betting advice from me, I have the Warriors winning this series. 
Um, but also we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So that is for, that is for the Locked On Network. Make sure you guys fill out that survey. So you guys have a possibility to get $10, $100 ticket master gift cards. That's a pretty darn good deal there. So don't want you guys to miss out on that. Um, but Shane Larkin uh, went to Miami, had a great career. So I just want to talk about some numbers um, about Shane Larkin here and how well he did overseas. Um, so he was he averaged um, in 2020, I already said, the 29-year-old, this is from the article, the 29-year-old, he made the All-Euroleague second team in 2021 and the All-Euroleague first team in 2022 and won consecutive Euroleague titles. He ranked in the t- league's top five this season in points with 14.7 points per game, uh, assists with 5.3 assists per game, and three-pointers, 2.4 game, per game. So the Wizards, <clears throat> excuse me, were 26 in three-point percentage. So any guard that can knock down a three and can space the floor, I think that's what the Wizards need. They just need shooting. They need defense, obviously. They're ranked 26 in de- defensive efficiency, um, so they can use both. Can Shane Larkin defend? Is he too small? Is he going to be a guy that teams look and use as a mismatch since he is six feet tall? Um, but he, I, I feel like you know, watching him at Miami and watching him play somewhat with the Celtics and Mavericks and other teams, I thought he did uh, give effort defensively. Um, so he could possibly help on that end. But he, he's a guy that can knock down threes and can score at will. Is a is a bucket getter. Uh, for sure. So um, he, he, I think he would be a solid point guard option, but would he be better? Would he be a better option than Ishmael? You know, that's the question mark. Would he be a better backup point guard option? Excuse me. than Tom, Tomas Sadoransky when Tomas played r- really well last year, I thought he, I thought he did a darn good job um, last year down the stretch. Um, so, and, and more stats from Shane Larkin, he was 38% from the three point line. He was 38% from the three point line. He also had 49 points against Bayern Munich in 2019, which is the EuroLeague record. He was among the top scorers on the circuit. He is one of the main free agents in Europe this summer and will be difficult to find. So there is going to be competition bringing uh, Shane Larkin in. It's, it's not a shoo-in, but this shows, you know, this is what Tommy Shepard is looking for in the point guard position. In the NBA, he averaged 5.5 points and 2.9 assists. So you just, you just know that you have to guarantee him um, a spot on this roster to, to play, not just be on the end of the, end of the bench 
a rotational piece. This this guy is getting he's guaranteed a roster spot and guaranteed playing time. Like I said, the, the question marks are: Is he a better option than Sato? Is he a better option than Ishmael? Those are the question marks for me. You know, do you are you capable? Does the Sato want to come back to be a backup point guard? So it takes two sides to tango. What is what is Sadoransky thinking? Ish Smith, I feel like he wants to come back. I think he loves playing with the Wizards. I think I think both sides like like each other, in my opinion. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Ish um, is brought back. But it's, it sounds like they really like Shane Larkin. But we'll see how this plays out. Um, I think it's a solid move. Is is it a needle mover at all? It's not. But and we'll see if the Wizards draft a point guard or if they draft somebody in the second round. There's some good point guards out there. Alondis Williams from Wake Forest. I just watched him a little bit, and I think he would be a good backup. I like Ryan Rollins out of Toledo. I think he would be a good backup point guard, a young backup point guard that you can get on, on a second round rookie contract compared to bringing in a Shane Larkin. So there's some other options out there that you might want to explore other than than Shane Larkin. Um, the Iverson Millinar, Mullinar from Mississippi State. I think he's an explosive um, point guard. So there's some options out there. So, but let's transition to. I do have one question that I want to get to on Twitter. This was from, and this is not a mailbag episode, but TJ Hooks. He asked me a question and I wanted to answer it um, very quickly. And then we'll get into some of the pre draft workout quotes that I thought stood out um, and some information that I learned from some Wizards B, B reporters. Um, TJ Hooks on Twitter is at T E E J A Y H O O K S. Um, that proposal, he says that proposal of coups and a pick swap was intriguing. This was from a couple episodes ago. He said, a thought I had afterwards was if Bradley bill comes back, is he confident in Rui Hajimira coming back into the lineup or how would the lineup shake up after that trade? So, um, I think the trade that I did that I proposed or a mock trade was Kyle Kuzma, the 10th pick moving to the, moving up to the Kings fourth pick just for their fourth pick. So it would be Kuzma 10 for the fourth pick. And then with the fourth pick, we would draft um, Jaden Ivey out of Purdue, who I think is the number one powerful powerful player in the NBA draft. I, I just think he's the best player. I think he is the most, he's the most explosive player has the best first step um, has the best self creation um, has the best, best change of pace off the dribble in the NBA draft. And I think his game really translate. He shot five free throws a game that shows how he can really create a shot for himself and finish through contact and create contact and the the ability to draw a foul and the athletic the athleticism that he shows the explosiveness um i think he has that dog in him he, he shot very well from the three he shot he shot solidly from the three-point line the mid-range game is something he needs to work on but i think that's something that he can develop but i think he has the most star power and i think he has the most all-star potential out of everybody in the draft pound for pound um there are some games at purdue some of the dunks that he had in explosive plays the finishing above the rim, the finish through contact. It just looked like an NBA player with NBA spacing. I just think Jaden Ivey is going to be at least a five-time all-star at minimum, in my opinion. So, um, but to get back mainly to the question, he said, I thought I had afterwards was if Brad, he says, if Brad comes back, is he confident in Rui back in the lineup? I think, honestly, if if that's the lineup, and I wrote it down, if you get Jaden Ivey, I would play him at the point guard position then I would have Bradley Bill at the two position. Um, and then I would have KCP at the three or signing Gary Harris or Malik Monk at the small four position. Kyle Kuzma would be your, oh, I'm sorry. I wrote, I wrote down Kuz, but he's not going to be in the roster anymore. 
Um, yeah, Rui would Rui would probably take the place of Kuzma at the four spot, and then Porzingis would play the five. So the starting five would be Jaden Ivey, Bradley Bill, KCP, or Malik Monk or Gary Harris uh, via free, signing those guys via free agency. Kyle Kuz, and I'm sorry, not Kuz, but Rui Hajimura would be your four, and Porzingis would be your five, and then off the bench would be Denny. Sato, one of either Sato ish or Shane Larkin, Daniel Gafford off the bench, and then um, some other free agents that we would sign uh, in free agency would be off the bench. So, but Rui, yeah, I would be confident. Conf- if 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 Kuzma's traded, I think Rui or Denny would start, and I think Rui would be the starter at the four. So, I think Bradley Bill or the Washington Wizards would be very confident in Rui playing in that four. So, I just feel like one of the three guys, Rui, Denny, or Kuz. I feel like one of the guys will be traded, but if not, it's fine. They just have to find a way to get minutes for these guys. There's a log jam at that spot. Tari Eason is working out with the Wizards, and that would be another forward, a small forward, uh, three slash four slash five. There were times where Tari Eason played center at LSU as well, coming off the bench. So it's just another guy who plays that same position as Kuz, Denny, and Rui. It's just you got to pick one of these guys. And there's not a lot of minutes to go around for these guys. So that's the tough part. It's last year was a good problem to have until it became a problem. And it became a problem last year. They had to consolidate and make some trades. So, you know, if you want to see Denny develop or Kuzma develop or Rui or really Kuzma just play to the best of his abilities or Rui develop and become the best player that he can be, then you might have to make a uh, business decision with one of these guys and get value, especially with Rui's contract coming up this year. This is a contract year for Rui coming up. He will be going into his fourth NBA season, so he will be a restricted free agent after the 2023 season. So it's a big year for Rui. It's it's a really big year for Denny as well. Um, And you can throw Kispert in the mix as a three as well, as a small four. And KCP plays small four, too. So you you got guys, a lot of the guys at the same position there. Um, So that would be the lineup for me. Um, So let's, let's get to the quotes here. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And then we'll wrap up. Um, So this one is, so like I said before, they will be working out Tari Eason tomorrow. The other guys that they had, they had a a couple days ago, they had um, Eric Ayala, Anthony Deruji, Eric Ayala went to Maryland University. I'm a Terps fan, so I like Eric, I like Eric Ayala a lot. He's a scrappy point guard. He's a bulldog kind of point guard. Um, can get to the basket, can score at all three levels. Didn't shoot the three. He shot the three at about a, an average percentage, which was solid. I, I liked him a lot when he played with Anthony Cowan. I love that. I love that backcourt. That was one of my favorite backcourts at Maryland, um, other than Melo Trimble and um, Dez Wells. Um, Grant Golden, haven't heard much about him. Brandon Horvath. Horvath 
Haven't done my research on him. Daryl Morcel went to Maryland as well, played with Eric Ayala as well. He was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, so he's a scrappy guard. There's going to be – the thing about this draft, there's only 56 picks. I know in the draft is usually – there's 58 picks, I'm sorry, not 60. Two picks were forfeited from teams. And then you got to remember, a lot of these guys had a, had, a, had a COVID year, so there's a lot of older guys. There's a lot of guys who transferred and have been in college and played five years ago. Daryl Morcel – played at Maryland four years, and then he was granted another year and transferred to Marquette. So you got to keep in mind that these guys have played – they have a lot of college experience. It's just like in the NFL, in the draft, a lot of the guys in the draft were older. They played five – there were some guys that played five or six years of college football because they were granted an extra year of eligibility because of the, the virus year. So you got to keep that in mind. So there's going to be a lot of – the Wizards talk about finding a diamond in the rough. Anton Jameson said that. I don't necessarily see that at pick 10, finding a diamond in the rough, but in the second round or undrafted, it's time for the Wizards to find their Max Strews. It's time for them to find their Herbert Jones. It's time for them to get their Nikola Jokic, their second round, or a Desmond Bain. Where are the Wizards? When they Can the Wizards find a guy in the rough? Can they find a Desmond Bain? Can they find a Gabe Vincent, a Max Strews? Can they do that? Are they capable of doing that? I think Daryl Morcel would fit in that category, just being a defensive bulldog and a defensive juggernaut. And he raised his three-point percentage with Marquette. That's one thing he wanted to show and, and do, and he was able to raise his game defensively. So this is from Quentin Mayo, beat reporter, the Washington Wizards. He says, free feedback from team sources about the workout with Morcel and, and Eric Ayala. He says, Morcel was probably the best out of the group. Um, Anthony Deruji's effort impressed those in the gym. And he said, Eric Ayala did some good things. Um, he also had um, some sources about the Johnny Davis workout as well. Um, day two, that, that was day one with Eric Ayala and Daryl Morcel. Day two is, was Johnny Davis, where Johnny Davis had the solo workout. Colin Gillespie from Villanova worked out as well. Kofi Coburn, the big man, the big behemoth, behemoth out of Illinois. Um, he's seven feet tall, about two. I don't. I got to look up how much he weighs, but he, he's a big guy. He's a big fella. Um, Quentin Jackson from Texas A&M. I just learned about him. And uh, he upset Auburn in the SEC quarter, quarter final um, with Texas A&M. And they were the eighth seed, and he led them to the SEC championship. Um, Kebe Aluma, I got to do my research on him. Justin Bean, I have to do my research on him. Marcus Bingham Jr. was a part of day two work, the day two workouts as well. I got to do my research on him. Um, Quentin Mayo said feedback from a team source. He said Quentin Jackson killed the workout, got a ton of buckets and tough buckets as well, tough ones. Um, he says Johnny Davis's, Johnny Davis's shoot was good. But his shooting was just okay. Um, and then also the 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 last comment was Gillespie is a dog. Colin Gillespie was in college for a long time. You know, guys out of Villanova, they usually hit the ground running in the NBA. You look at Sadiq Bay, he's playing well. Um, the guy from the Thunder, I forgot his name. Um, I think he was number 50 for the Thunder. He's playing really well out of Villanova. So Villanova, they had some good J- Jalen Brunson. Um, so that program, Josh Hart. Villanova, they have that pedigree, and, and um, they've coached up a lot of guys. They, they have a winning program. They've won the national championship a couple of times in the last five years. Um, Dante DiVincenzo for the Bucks. So Villanova, they produce talent. They produce guys who can defend and play hard. That's one thing. When you when you play for Villanova, you play hard. That's one thing you're definitely saying. And Colin Gillespie definitely fits that bill. So that's another undrafted free agent. And then Pooh Jeter, who is um, a part of the G League Ignite. I want to say he's the head coach. And he says, uh, Quentin Mayo is not lying about the Quentin Jackson feedback. Just got off the phone with my peoples from the Wizards. Keep it going, bro, at Fly Guy Q, talking about Quentin Jackson, destroy everybody. So I just want to talk briefly about Quentin Jackson here before we get off. Um, Quentin Jackson, you look at some of the numbers. 
He is six foot five, 175 pounds. He is a shooting guard. When I watched him play and watched some of his highlights, he reminded me of Jordan McRae. He reminded me of Jamal Crawford, Jordan Clarkson. And he's what I'm looking for. I want them to get a guy, a microwave guy, like how Cam Thomas for the Nets was last year. That's what the Wizards, they need one of those guys. They need an instant, instant impact score, a guy that can create a shot for himself. And I feel like that would be great coming off the bench after Bradley Bill. I talked about him times and times again where Bradley Bill never really had it. He hasn't really had a great shooting guard come off the bench, in my opinion, while he's been with the Wizards. I mean, we have Martel Webster, Austin Rivers. They tried C.J. Miles. They tried Jody Meeks. They tried Marcus Thornton, who was okay. Jordan McRae was fine. I like Jordan McRae a lot. Jordan Crawford off the bench. But I think the Wizards could definitely use a shooting guard that could just come in and be a microwave score, a professional score like Cam Thomas for the Nets was his rookie year. Jordan Clarkson is now. Uh, Lou Will, guys like that. Um, but looking at the 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 numbers off of uh, college stats reference, Quentin Jackson averaged fourteen point eight points per game, eighty two percent from the free throw line, which is really really good. Five free throw attempts per game, so he got to the free throw line a lot. Two assists per game, one point eight steals per game, three point three and a half rebounds per game for a guy that's six foot five. That's pretty solid. He's really athletic too. He had a couple highlight dunks. Plays really above the rim. He had a, a glass block against Auburn where he just pinned somebody's shot off the backboard. So. Super, super athletic um, there. He, he started 15 games, so he came off the bench. So that's what he is. He's, he's a microwave scorer, six-man score off the bench. So if you can get him undrafted as a UDFA, an undrafted free agent, I think he would thrive in that role for the Washington Wizards, and that would be great for him. And he shot uh, – he's a career 34% three-point shooter. Or he shot, thir- he shot 34% from the three this year. The year before that in 2021, he shot 41% from the three on three attempts per game. So he shows that he can shoot the three. And he can shoot the free he can shoot free throws really really well at 82 percent. So I like him a lot. So um, this is the last. I'll read a couple quotes. This is from Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington. He wrote an article about Johnny Davis. Um, you can watch some of the YouTube videos of the workouts on Finest Magazine's YouTube page or Hoop District's YouTube page. They do post the workouts uh, of the guys who worked out with the Wizards. They do post game interview or post workout interview. So if you want to watch those, you definitely can. Go to the YouTube uh, pages. Um, Johnny, This is quote, Johnny Davis never had a workout like that before. He said, uh, quote, but I'm happy to be able to get as much experience as I can in before I hopefully get drafted and go play in the season. Um, he also talked about his talk um, with uh, Tommy Shepard. He says, quote, Mr. Shepard is a really cool guy. I saw him at the lottery and at the interview. Davis said, I enjoy talking to him. Coach Unseld seems like a really hardcore, intense dude. I could tell that sitting in the interview, I like that kind of coach. He's all business, no jokes, end quote. Um, And then he also is quoted to say, back when they had John Wall talking about the Wizards, I watched them a lot, end quote, Davis said. And then quote, he says, you know, I really enjoy watching them and especially Bradley Bill. I think that's a player I could really try to model my game after. So the quotes are telling that it gives insight that they have met with Johnny Davis multiple times at the Combine and then with the solo workout. So there is strong interest, in my opinion, and he he fits what they're looking for. They want a, a point of attack defender. They want a guy who um, plays hard with their hair on fire. Eight, eight and a half rebounds per game for a guard is just insane, in my opinion. The way he can create a shot for himself and score and get to the basket. Um, Big Ten player of the year. Um, he just has to improve the three-point shooting. But everything else, ball handling is on a string, in my opinion. He can score at will. He can score from the post and pedestrians. can score with both hands. He can dribble the ball with both hands. Both hands. Um, I think he would just be a good pick in, in the defense. He's a guy that plays in the passing lanes as well and gets steals and can play above the rim. So I think Johnny Davis fits 
what the Wizards are looking for to improve defensively and guys who can play both ends and not just be one dimensional, you know, either a defensive stopper or just an offensive guy. I think he can do both. So I think Johnny Davis would be a great signing. He said um, when they had John Wall, he watched the Wizards a lot and he models, he models this game after Bradley Bill. So he, he answered questions really, really well. So I like what I'm hearing about Johnny Davis there saying that uh, Wes Enzo Jr. is an intense guy. Um, no jokes at all. That was pretty funny to me. So, um, but yeah, you can tell Wes, um, sometimes you do want to see him fired up a little bit more. Looking at some of the postgame interviews, he's more of an even kill guy. So it is intriguing to hear that, you know, Johnny Davis said that he's a serious guy. So you guys let me know what you guys think about the interviews and the, um, quotes from the workouts. Um, Tari Eason, they will be working out, working him out on Monday. So we'll talk about that. And, uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening. And making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.